There you go. It's live. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Goodbye, thank you. handsome boyfriend. Bye. Enjoy your Neuer. <laughs> Robin Hazarda. Satir Give me the power I face of you. Awake! You are all going to die tonight. I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Read it. Hi! <laughs> Welcome to Don't Read the Latin. This is Jennifer Lovely and my co-host. Rias Hall. And we have special guests. And I'm, I'm actually, um, I did not ask before. I have no idea how you're going to introduce yourselves. Um, Handsome Boyfriend, when he is on, just introduced himself as Handsome Boyfriend Jim. Because he is, he likes anonymity. I don't know why. why. He's, I think he just likes being handsome. Well, he might like just being handsome, but, but he's um, hiding something. He, yes, I have to look into that. <laughs> and you could. I could. <laughs> so, I'm Kevin Matthews. I am a private investigator here in Seattle, and I'm going to look into handsome boyfriend and see what he's hiding. Yes, I'm Elizabeth Van Avery. I'm just a film fan. I happen to be married to Kevin, and we've modeled our life after Nick and Nora Charles. <laughs> just minus the money. So pretty Sadly. Much, pretty much just the drinking and me being a PI. Uh, so we are bucking trend uh, tonight, and uh, we are leaving horror for the side for, the, for this episode, and we are going to be doing an episode on noir. Um, and I am really, really excited. Um, but you guys have not been on the episode, or on this uh on the podcast before, yeah. uh, the very first thing we do is, what have you been watching lately? And it could be absolutely anything. I've actually put mm -hmm. together, uh, because there's a whole bunch of podcasts that I've listened to recently that um, I definitely want to sing their praises. And before I go anywhere else, I actually read, I took uh, a Tecla a couple of weeks ago to Barnes & Noble, and this book that I saw on the bookshelf is this huge tome and it was in the children's section but mm -hmm. it just called to me the font looks like hand-drawn font it's saying mm -hmm. Thornhill on the side and 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 it has like a spooky looking black and white house on the front with a girl and a lit window I mean it is just it's it's beautiful and then I flipped through it and it is a story in two parts um, of a modern day tale and then a tale from uh, 1982. Mm. And I, I looked it up um, to see reviews on it and everybody across the board was just like, oh my God, this is fantastic. And then there was that one person screaming, oh my God, this is not appropriate for children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one person. Yes. I don't know if they're not the only one who said this because um, it took me about two days to go through it. The um, the modern day tale is only told in pictures, okay. drawn, in drawn pictures, and the um, 1982 section is is a um, it's a it's a girl tough. in a girl's home and it is her diary. Mm. 
and it is not good. She is bullied mercilessly, um, oh. and uh, I I finished it. I was sitting at the kitchen table. Jim went outside, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so goddamn dark. <laughs> and then I finished it, and I felt slapped up the face, and Jim walked in, and I think I was slack-jawed sitting at the table because, oh, my fucking God, it is it is Japanese horror. Wow. Levels of of wow, yes. Can I borrow it? Yes. <laughs> the illustrations so, look very gory. It is. Um, I think she's kind of. I think she's Irish. Yeah, it's all pen and ink. Yeah, yeah. and uh, she's art. and her name is. Um, uh, it is uh, Pam, and it's S M Y, and I have mm-hmm. absolutely Probably no idea. Smee, Smee, Smee. Oh, Smee. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, my brain wouldn't. Just wouldn't translate in that to a thing, hmm. but oh my god! <laughs> so, um, if well, we you want have... something in the in the zone of a, like a children's story, but kind of not, and mm-hmm. and just be prepared for it is it is exceptionally dark. It's uh, a storytelling style I haven't seen before, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not someone who's done a lot of graphic novels, um, but it was kind of amazing, and it was just it doesn't take very long to get through, and it was just wonderful and and i think i need to have a good cry (laughs) (laughs) anyway so what has anyone else seen recently um today i watched a movie called wicker tree which is ostensibly the sequel to the wicker man but it is not it is not (laughs) if you try to think of it as having anything to do with the wicker man you will be sad because Mm. the wicker man is so good and it is so mediocre I don't want to say it's bad because I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Nicholas Cage doesn't come back. Nicholas Cage is not in it anywhere. <laughs> Christopher Lee is top build on the box. Oh wow. He appears for one scene and he has two lines and it's in a flashback. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a scene from The Wicker Man, but he plays the character from The Wicker Man, I guess, and he just comes back and oh, he geez. tells someone. I, I, I'm trying to remember. You the cannot one. undo destiny, and then he go, and that's the <laughs> that's scene. It. Like, <laughs> drops that mic. I got All paid. Right, I'm out. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Good to see you. Which he seems to have done for like the entirety of his career because there's one where it talks about, oh my God, you know, I've got him in the movie. And it's the, the witches one where she goes back to the, the like Massachusetts town mm. uh, because they have story of a witch there. And he's the professor who sends her back there. Oh, yes. So he's on, the, yes. he's on it for so like five the, minutes. He's in the credits. He's in the credits. He's like, he's Look, like on the cover of if like. If I get to spend five minutes with Christopher Lee, I consider it a good day. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, Rip Tracks actually has one that's coming out uh, that's one of his old films that he had the same kind of oh, schlock. Yeah. He, yeah. He was a working actor, and sometimes that didn't mean being the most discerning actor. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I, I always, when, when you look at British actors in particular who do that, I always think about the thing that Michael Caine said once, which was, in America, being an actor is like being a nun. In England, it's like being a plumber. Oh. Yeah, where yeah you know, they don't have the reverence attached. It, to it's it. it's work, it's and you go out and you do your day's work, and that's the end of it. Whereas we've built up this big mystique around yeah. it yeah. Yeah. in American culture. So, so we're still catching up on stuff from Netflix that everybody yeah. else has watched. Like we're finally getting into Luke Cage in the fourth episode of that, and but we just caught the premiere of Counterpart. 
on Stars. Oh, I've been looking forward to that. I love J.K. Simmons. J.K. So Simmons is amazing in this. Amazing. All right, I'll write yeah. it down. We've only we've only seen the first episode, and he's spectacular. It's, yeah, I didn't know that was airing yet. I'll have to watch that when I well, sometime. <laughs> like yeah. when I get home. No, I've got a giant stack of stuff I have to watch within yeah. the next few days. Um, have has anybody here? Seen, oh Jesus! Now I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the J.K. Simmons one that uh, he won oh, the award for. The art, uh, the the drummer? Where he was musician, the musician. He was uh, the the music director. Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I watched the trailer for that. That's and, super and intense. I, and I don't I think you would like no, it. No, I don't think I don't I think would. I don't think that's a film for you. No. And I it's, wanted to because I'm not censoring you. It's a great film, but, but it wasn't no, a film. Yeah, for it doesn't. It, I I I've heard that it's really great, but it's one of those that I. I look at what I know about it and say, mm. I don't I don't feel like this is something I want to it's, invest time yeah. in. Yeah. It's a really stressful film to watch. Right. Yeah. And yeah. No. And I got I got plenty of stress right now. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we all do. There's something going around that like everybody that's normally a little bit edgy is like gone up a level. Yeah. And I don't know like it's yeah. Something in the air. Yeah. Something in the or air. It could be something in the stress Trump's club. America. A stress well, cloud yeah, emanating too. from the East Coast. <laughs> mm. um, over the weekend, I just randomly, when I don't have when I don't have anything else planned to watch, I'll turn on whatever's on TCM, and I watched the Corsican Brothers with Douglas Fairbanks Jr. playing twins. Oh, oh my good. god! I'm so glad you didn't say with Cheech and Chong. <laughs> no, no. 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 <laughs> it, and it's it's lovely one of the characters has this amazing striped dress with big rosettes on it that i was just kind of in love with and it and it plays with that that trope that twins feel everything that the other one does in in a way that gets kind of creepy and not okay because they're both in love with the same woman Uh, yeah (laughs) which i don't know why this just hopped in my head but um uh the scene from freaks uh, when when the one sister is kissing the man and you see the yeah. other twin close her eyes yeah. mm-hmm. and seem to enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we also, a couple nights ago, watched the documentary, not the recent fictionized series, but the documentary about GLOW. Mm. Yes. It's, uh, oh, yeah. I it's have on watched Netflix. That. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's from 2012. Yeah. And so it was before Mount Fuji passed. Yeah. And right. Yep. Yeah. 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 But it's it, a good documentary. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah, I really yeah. like it. Tears at the end, just seeing them get together and, and that share that bond and be able to. Yeah, and Mount Fuji had been hospitalized, and she finally leaves the room yeah. and mm-hmm. goes out to meet the women that were part of her life. It's a really good documentary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, but yeah, it is a little heart, a little yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, in non horror, um, I kept hearing really good things about the Big Sick. Um, and watched it, and I liked it. I, I enjoyed um, somebody telling. It, I mean, it, it literally was his and his wife's yeah. story, mm-hmm. and I found it charming. And it's and it's a, it's so charming. It is, <laughs> and everybody's really good. Holly Hunter, uh, Ray Romano, is mm. is so. He's he's so that dopey dad, and not and not in a way that you hate him because I, I no really he's have... a really he's a real her the parents are so good in that movie yeah mm-hmm. because for a lot of the movie she's in a coma yeah and so he gets to know her through them yeah and I I absolutely love that mm-hmm. yeah and and uh, just the 
the difficulty of his situation of being from such a strict family. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh-huh. Yeah. And it was just to say it was it was it was good. Um I did not elevate it to the level that I think a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm really picky in my rom com stuff. There's a lot of them I just there's something there's something in my brain that just says this isn't a screwball comedy so yeah. I don't care. Right. <laughs> like I, I the, kind of have the same problem with yeah. them. It's like a modern rom com. Like, this isn't just black and white. <laughs> but I will watch a George Cukor movie a million times. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Same here. Yep. Same here. <laughs> um, in horror, um, I finally saw Before I Wake, uh, which is uh, the. Um, oh, yeah. Mike Flanagan, that's been sat on for a really long time. Have yeah. you seen it yet? I have not seen it. I noticed it was on one of my things, and I so thought, I've heard of that. It's, it's, it's on Netflix right now. Mike Flanagan is one of my favorite directors. He's been doing some really good stuff. He's been doing some really good things. He His first movie was Absentia, uh, and then he did Oculus. Uh, he did um, the second um, Ouija movie. And oh, okay. and he also did Ouija the new. Two was good. He did Ouija two, mm-hmm. and he also did um, the new Gerald's game, which for a lot of people was considered absolutely unfilmable. And he found a way to do it. It was not my bag, and I did not watch <laughs> it's not it. Not my bag either. Yeah. But I did watch it, and I know a lot of people really, really liked it and had read the book and really liked it. And it's just not my bag. It just made me so uncomfortable. Um, but anyhow. Um, Before I wake was was really really good. There was a moment at the very end where I was like. Huh. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I went and saw the post, and I had that same problem. There's one oh. moment in the film. Like, did you guys see it? No, not yet. There's uh. a scene, and this has nothing to do with the plot whatsoever, so mm-hmm. I'm not spoiling anything, where Meryl Streep walks out of a room full of men into a crowd of women. What are we talking about? The post. Oh, that's the company. No, no. Okay. Yeah, yes, it, it's, it's but... about the Washington Post. And it's just a group of young girls looking at her in starry-eyed wonder. And it you're, you're was just so, overly like... wrought, so overwrought in a movie that had been great clear through that I just started laughing out loud. I was like, oh, please, we get it. She's a feminist icon. <laughs> oh, I thought that they were just out of character and they were seeing Meryl Streep walk into the room, which you'd be like, yeah. Which Ooh. would be. <laughs> I think they may have been when they filmed it because it was just yeah. so... But then, it, but then I'm like, oh, Steven Spielberg directed this. Yes, he, he yes. reigned it way back, and he only had one Steven Spielberg moment in it. So <laughs> I'll let it pass. I enjoyed the film, but come on, dude. Um, in horror, I finally watched the Babadook. <gasps> finally, Essie yes. Davis needs to be in seventeen more. Isn't things. she amazing? She's so great in yeah. that movie. Yeah. It was, and I I don't have the parenting thing. We don't have kids, but still it brought you into how that would play out. And yeah. It, the dynamic between her and the kid is so good. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes when your kid's kind of broken, they're not very likable. Yeah. And sometimes when you're really broken, you're not really likable. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think when I think back, there's a couple of different takes on that movie as to whether or not the Babadook is real. Uh, light spoilers for Babadook. I mean... It's it's years you out at your this chance. point. Yeah. You had your chance. There's there's a discussion as to whether or not it is for depression or if it is an actual monster that's there, mm. and that she's conquered it either way. Yeah. Um, and I think it works both ways. Um, I like it better if it's a monster. I like it <laughs> in my mind. It's I, a I, monster. Yeah, I yeah. like it. I like it as yeah. a monster. Um, we still have to see Get Out. We have it on DVR. Oh, it's so f- amazing. But I'm sorry, it's a documentary. 
Oh, or a comedy, depending on how you look yeah. at it. Golden yeah. Globe comedy goes to wait no. Mm, yeah, I'm so glad it got Oscar nominations. Yeah, really yes. I like, and also The Shape of Water. I, I'm so I happy. I just saw The Shape of Water. Have to go see it. Oh, it's so good. I'm just so happy that genre films are getting recognition in the Oscars for being because there's been some amazing stuff that has just that people have been like, oh, it's a horror film. And or, so oh, that's right. something the, else. And so that doesn't qualify as, as having the, the quality that it yeah. very apparently does. Yeah. So, oh, my thing went down. Uh, the one that I am going to just fucking blame the shit out of Jilly for, um, watch The Raven, John Cusack's portraying Edgar Oh, Allen God. <laughs> well, it was Jilly. Wow, she's under a lot. She's under so much stress, and it it has just as much bombast. And and she needs that. She She needs needs that release because she's super stressed. Stressed out. I had to work. You weren't here, so there (laughs) is. I consider myself lucky. You really, you know, and I didn't. I didn't hate it, and because unfortunately, I've read too much about what John Cusack's like now. He's he's, and he just seems like he's just turned into an absolute fucking dick. Like, people don't like working with him, uh, fans that meet him, like, he's just, he's got, like, a giant chip on his shoulder and is just kind of a hateful human being. Mm. Unfortunately, um, Joan seems to, like, carry sunlight and rainbows. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and hearts, I think, bloop, 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 bloop. It's like, it's like the Facebook thing where you heart somebody and all the bloop, 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 hearts <laughs> fucking everywhere. <laughs> So as long as there's Joan in the world, like yes. John, John's evil won't take over. Um, it it was a bit overwrought, and has anybody else? Have you seen it? No. Okay, so there, <laughs> so there are points where they use really kind of modern language, and I am typically, I am hardline when we're watching movies, unless it is like a schlocky comedy that we were watching for schlocky comedy's sake. I'm like, you will all shut the... I will ask you to leave. Yeah. But there's this oh, point yeah. where this woman is, like, buried alive and she's trying to bust out and all of a sudden he's like, shut it! And I'm like, what? Oops, my bad. <laughs> and they're like, that kind of could have worked there. And I'm like, well, that's something wrong with this movie. Yeah, yeah. This movie. <laughs> there was a lot of things. Ugh. It was it. You know what? It took itself as exactly as serious it seriously as it deserved, though. I mean, mm-hmm. it seemed aware of its schlock. Yeah. It seemed fairly impassioned, regardless. I did not hate it. <laughs> as I much will, as you wanted to. I did not hate it as much as I wanted to. I will n- never willingly watch it again. Mm. <laughs> but there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the last one that, oh, I went and saw, um, Insidious 4, um, the the skeleton skeleton key. key. Yeah. And, um, people are, people on the horror, uh, like, fan sites, not only are shitting on this movie, but they're shitting on the Insidious series as a whole, and I love the Insidious series. I've seen the first one, possibly the first two, and I like them. I like that the, the main character is an older woman. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, and so they cool. keep they keep wrapping every single story into the original story, mm. and, and it's not truly so just lightly spoilery. But at the it, it, the uh, the last one is a a prequel of sorts, and it has her taking the call to go help the new the family, the, the help the family. That's mm. not a spoiler. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. And I just love and. 
I think it's so much fun. The one thing that was really difficult for me is there is, when they go back to her home and it goes back through her childhood history, um, there's a lot of childhood abuse. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that really gets me when, and, and it really struck me with Colossal too, and also, I didn't hear so many complaints about, um, um, sorry, my 10 Cloverfield Lane, mm. yeah. where they were yeah. like, I never heard the complaints with that one. Oh, it seems to come out of nowhere. But there's so many places where with like abuse and with um, uh, partner abuse where, where they're like, oh my God, that like, that came out of nowhere. And, like, and you... he was totally likable. And I'm, I'm just like. Oh, no, it didn't. No. It really did not come out of nowhere. And if you get the movies that are doing it really well. Right. Like, Colossal did that really well. And a lot of people that I know were like, I don't know why he suddenly turned into a jerk. I'm like, because he was a jerk Jerk the whole time. time. Yeah. Like, (laughs) he was was two two little tiny little hair breaths uh, back from, you know, Jack in in The Shining, where he's just fucking crazy the whole time. Like, if you know what you're looking for... I'm sorry, all the warning signs are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Um, and, and how interesting it is that many people don't pick up on those. Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Um, so those are the things that I have seen recently. And very, very quickly, I'm going to go through... Um, also, I'm going to say uh, it's all on Netflix right now. I am watching Person of Interest. It is literally all that I'm watching because <laughs> it is so much fucking fun. And it's every character actor I love. And it's... Broadway actors and how far in are you? We are in season four. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it is. It started out as a police procedural, and I'm pretty certain it was done by CBS, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was and they CBS. wanted it to be a police procedural. Yes. It is a police procedural versus an AI science fiction story. Fucking amazing, and you should absolutely watch it. Um, the I'm just gonna throw these off really quick. There is a uh. Only one season currently out, country and western podcast that does the history of country music. Um, talks a lot about the Bakersfield sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Cocaine and Rhinestones <laughs> by Tyler Mahan Cole. Cole. Um, and he's the son of a, 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 a yeah, yeah, David Allen Coe. David Allen Coe. Oh, wow. Um, and so he's he had played with his dad. I mean, he grew up next to all of these people. Wow. Yeah. Um, has kind of a mixed relationship. I don't think he has a relationship with his father any longer. Um, but he has a very inside uh, view of it. It is, it is amazing. He plays music. He basically <laughs> gave up like a year of his life to do this. And now he's just joined Patreon to do the next season. Because he says about, oh God, what did he say? I think something like 100 hours of work go into each podcast episode. Wow. Um, he does Hyper, Hyper Valley PTA. He mm-hmm. does um, Ode to Billy Joe. Yeah. Ode yeah. to Billy Joe. The whole, like, with the writing of it. He does a thing on Tom T. Hall. Um, but it's it's amazing. And he plays music, um, like, you know, on stuff. Um, he talks about the old Grand Ole Opry. He talks oh. about them starting Hee Haw. And how they literally thought it was going to bomb because it was so fucking stupid, and then and then the American public oh, never fucking loved it. The idiocy of an American public yeah. when there are only three networks to choose from. Yes, so much so. Um, the other one that I am seeing is Hollywood in Crime, which kind of veers between um, historical retelling and reenactment, okay. except it's done really well. And one of the seasons is called Young Charlie. And honestly, after listening to You Must Remember This, which is another classic Hollywood podcast, uh, who also does the Manson murders, 
I didn't think there was anything to be learned. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, both are amazingly well done. Um, and uh, Helter Skelter and the Manson murders are probably the very first things I read that got me into true crime. Okay. And um, it's just fantastic. From that, um, they got an introduction to Inside the Exorcist, which um, is this podcasting network called Wondery. And um, Inside the Exorcist, it jumps through history, both talking about uh, Linda Blair's childhood, um, William Peter Blatty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh, they're, also, they're also doing an inside, they also did an inside psycho. And it's, mm-hmm. it's almost a little um, reenactment, uh, but mainly just a lot of mixed voice storytelling. It's fucking amazing. Finally saw, finally listened to S-Town. Which is rough. It is rough. Oh my and god! That, that was that was what I heard from just about everybody that I follow. Who, and amazing. I listened. To it. it was eight yeah. hours, and I listened to it. Um, I think over the course of a day. What yeah, is, me too. What is S Town? It's okay. It's it's a it's an NPR podcast. Yeah, okay. it was. It's, it's a the lot This like, American Life people. Yeah, it's from by the people who did This American Life, and. It's about a guy who got contacted by this man who lives in this town he calls Shit Town. Okay. And he gets to know this guy, and the more he learns about him, the more interesting it is. It's like, first off, he thinks the guy's just some redneck that lives in this town that's building a house with a hedge maze. Then he gets to know the guy. The reason why he called him is because he felt that there was a rape. Oh, Oh, right. The guy called and said, there's a murder in our town. The police chief's son did it. You need to investigate it. Okay. And so he gets drawn into the story that way, and the guy that called him ends up being, like, the world's most exclusive clockmaker. Like, if you have a clock that was made in the 1500s and you need a piece made exactly the way they did it, and this he is uses, the guy he you uses call. The, and, it, and he he uses horrible, poisonous chemicals that mercury, he lights on fire. Mercury. Yeah, he mercury gilds things in his house. And and the guy is brilliant. And he's brilliant and, and he's, interesting. And, and he's hours gay of interviews and, living, and living in small town southern America. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just really good. Well, you don't find out he's gay for a long time. So that's, Oh, I'm sorry. But, but that's, <laughs> that is the tip of the iceberg with this guy. Yeah. And it's really <laughs> fascinating and really sad. And yeah, yeah I, I liked it a lot. Hmm. Uh, the other one that I am list- I listened to the entirety of was uh, there's a Pacific Northwest Stories, and they've done a whole bunch of them. The oh. one that I have loved the most is the Black Tapes. Yeah, I loved the Black Tapes. Um, the Black Tapes is a lot of fun. It it's an ongoing sequential story. Every episode they investigate another one of these mysterious Black Tapes, mm-hmm. and the more that they investigate, the more the pieces come together, and you yeah. realize that these are and there's maybe the sound design mm-hmm. is amazing and it's one of those as you're listening to it where um you almost like because i always listen to things in headphones where i take them off to make sure the person isn't standing next to me the sound quality is that good yeah i couldn't listen to it in headphones i tried the first two episodes and after a Mm. while i was like nope this is making me uncomfortable because yeah they could be standing next it's just oh it's really good and it's a really interesting horror story and it's closed ended it's like what 12 episodes yep. and then mm-hmm. it's out. then they're and, out and they do like two others um they just seemed a bit too similarly flavored yeah. to the black tapes yeah and yet not different enough to keep mm-hmm. my interest yeah but 
people seem but to be loving those too. But a few years from too. now, I'll probably go back. When I've forgotten oh. the black tapes more, I'll go back and listen to the other two and I'll probably love, love them. them. <laughs> and the last one is a historical called Uncivil, um, which is uh, being, it's the Gimlet Network. and um, I like that already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, basically, they are telling Civil War stories, yet how they interact with what's going on right now. Um, and how things from the Civil War are still impacting us. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a very cyclical, um, and it's just well done. Mm -hmm. The guy's fantastic. It's very smartly written uh, and kind of heartbreaking, um, as only those stories can be. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, and and there, there's me. Is there anything else that anybody else has seen that they want <laughs> um, to throw out there? I've been listening to My Favorite Murder, which is super fun. I really like it. Stay sexy um, and don't get murdered. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Toxic masculinity spoils the party Honey, yet again. <laughs> call your dad. You're in a cult. Yeah. Wow. These are all t-shirts for this show. That's Georgia Hardstark. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, then there you go. It's super fun. I've been really enjoying it. It's fantastic. Um, there's something that I listen to if I have like a 10-hour drive called Hardcore History. I've heard I've heard mixed reviews. It on that is one. I love it, but it's really dry. It's just mm. a historian telling you about history. And I listened to like there was like a thing about Attila the Hun. Mm -hmm. And I am now terrified of the Mongol hordes. Yeah. <laughs> as well you should as be. As well I well, should yes. be, but yeah. then you get all the historical facts. It's like and then they went to the city and the city said they couldn't come in. So, so... they just <laughs> killed three thousand people that day and you're like that's God. a lot. Yeah. That, yeah, that's when you go to Eddie Izzard levels of like. And they were talking like, about how there's a point where you you just you're impressed. You're like you must schedule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a so point where better. they go up against a bunch of medieval knights and they talk about how it the equivalent of the Mongol hordes is that the Mongol hordes are a football team who have been playing together mm. for years. They their defense and offense are perfectly honed. And the Knights are like an all-star team put together of the best guy from each other team. And yeah. they were just destroyed. And they're, and they're going to they're gonna do some fisticuffs upon you, and then they just <laughs> get fucking just, murdered. Yeah, they just yeah. get murdered. Yeah. It, it's, and then... <laughs> it, it is a fascinating podcast, but it's pretty dry. Mm. But some of the stories are just incredible. Oh, fantastic. So I would say I, I recommend that if you have a lot of time. Because there's a lot of it, isn't there? And a lot of tolerance for uh, gore and horror. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a lot of horror in it. I need to rework mine. I I, I, I dropped off on mine for the second season of you know, breaking my arm and not being able to schedule anybody. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm gonna rework Podcasting's it. Podcasting's hard. It yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It requires it is. a lot of time um, and a lot of work. I'm currently on this podcast. I'm on a podcast called The Villain Edit, where. My boyfriend Monty, Ashley, and I just talk about terrible television shows we watch. <laughs> it is super fun, and I've discovered amazing shows that way. Yeah. Things that I would never have watched if not for the podcast, and now I'm in love with. And now you have to talk about the one that you and Jillian are going to do. And uh, oh. Jillian and I are doing something called The Night Library. It is a podcast about horror novels of the 80s and 90s. Oh, dear. Where every episode we're going to read a novel and then discuss it. Um, the first book we're reading is this thing I found called The Jack in the Box. 
and it does not disappoint. <laughs> and You've read what? that? Oh, it is amazing. It's got... It was the 80s, oh. yeah. It's oh got an a, a eight-year-old girl who suddenly transforms into into a girl wearing a Nazi stormtrooper uniform for no not? reason. It's got the literal daughter of Satan. Not just someone... Not like your child's like the daughter of Satan. No, literally the daughter of Satan. And it has absolutely no character development whatsoever. <laughs> Things just happen one after the other. It's, go big or go home. It reminds wow. me of reading a, a, a pulp novel in yeah. a lot of ways. <laughs> I look forward. I will never read those books, but I will happily listen to you talk I think about you them. will enjoy the podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. So unless, does anybody else have anything to throw right out there? All right. Let's get into noir. Yay. Um, the first thing I usually... Oh, no, okay. please. The first thing I usually like to talk about when we're talking about a genre that may not be familiar to all the listeners oh, is what defines you. it as a genre. Like when we did gothic films, yep. we talked about the things that were. If you're watching, if you're watching a girl a in a candelabra of... going down a stairway, stairwell in a fl- in a long nightgown, it's probably gothic. Yeah, <laughs> we we used the different levels of what made it gothic to like rule out and to like, oh dear God. That actually is gothic. Oh, the fight over the Lost Boys went on for a while. (laughs) Turns out, it is a gothic. Yes. (laughs) Discussing who's the ingenue. very difficult to do because there's a lot of infighting. Mm -hmm. There is. uh, Academically, people still don't agree, but there are some things that I feel are... Okay. I know you've got a list. Yes. There are absolutes. Yeah. Go ahead and list. Okay, I'll get on the list and then you guys can argue if I'm wrong. (laughs) Um, one of the hallmarks, and for me the most important one, is the lighting in film noir is always very black and white. Yes. Um, chiaroscuro lighting, if I pronounced it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the time it was used because film noirs were not the most highly budgeted films. Yeah. So you only have to light one corner of your set. <laughs> and it's great. So you could save money on props and sets that way. Um, film noir characters, although not they're not all this way. But most of the main characters are from the lower classes. So you get films about detectives. No offense. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm very well yeah. uh, Detectives, waitresses, this. boxers, criminals, and nightclub performers are all popular film noir characters. Mm-hmm. Um, the good guys in film noir usually aren't that good. Yeah. A lot of the time they have to be motivated by money or something else to do the right thing. They don't sex. just... Money, sex. Yeah. If they do the right thing at all. Um, there's frequently a MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like the Maltese yeah. Falcon is the MacGuffin. It's not mm-hmm. the point of the story. The point of the story is the interaction between the people trying yeah. to get it. But the Maltese Falcon is the thing they're interacting around. Um, lots of smoke, whether it's cigarette smoke or sub- smoke coming up through subway grates. Yeah. It's, I think that ties in with the lighting as yeah. something yeah. that just gives it the look. Characters are always smoking and usually drinking. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Um, they're, and those characters are usually cynical, jaded, or hardened in some way. Mm. Uh, let's see. Fulmar has what I called broken narrative structures. <laughs> that means there's a lot of flashbacks and flash forwards. Sometimes, like in um, Sunset Boulevard, the movie starts with him dead. And then the whole story is a flashback to how he died. And that happens in several other films. Yes. Um, Urban settings. Not all film noirs take place in an urban setting, but most of most them do. Most of them do. do. Yeah. yeah. Did you have something to say? Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to say it. Oh, I'll wait. <laughs> uh, female characters tend to be fairly complex. 
and potentially evil. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to inter interject Go right really ahead. quickly. I'm... Because here's what struck me. So uh, back when uh, Michael Montour and I were doing Don't Read the Latin, mm -hmm. we did an episode of like our favorite actors. And I, right. I realized that like off the tip of my tongue, it was this male actor, that male actor. And then I was like, oh my God, like I had to put myself in the, in the thought of well, what are my favorite female actresses? And I really mm -hmm. had to kind of think about it because even, you know, I hate to say that in horror, you usually kind of get one type of actress. They're usually a lot of times the final girl. Yeah, right. And then, you know, with, with the thrown in of the occasional Ripley or that sort of thing. Right, yeah. Right. Oh my fucking God, women in noir. Yeah. 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 When I think center. about who are my favorite oh, yeah. actresses or who are my favorite, if you want to just say actors... Mm -hmm. Like, they are what drive me to see. Like, I had just an entire list yeah. Yeah, uh, of, of all of my favorite actors. I know. It's like, uh, if I'm undecided on a movie and I notice Barbara Stanwyck's in it, I'll be like, well, right. it's going to have one thing about it that I love, so I'm going to watch it's it. It's going to be worth your time one way or another. Right. Yeah. But yeah, and then also, I don't know, um, seeing, uh, I don't know if, I think it was because a lot of times they were lower budget. You saw women being given the opportunity to direct uh, noir. Mm. You saw Ida Lupino doing uh, yeah. The Hitchhiker. Mm -hmm. um, I think Audrey Totter, who I also really love as a noir actress, I'm fairly certain that there was a, um, uh, a noir that she directed. Yeah, um, and um, there was a woman... I've got her name written down here. because We actually wrote things down. A woman <laughs> named Dorothy B. Hughes... That these are things, so these are things that she wrote in a lonely place beat the devil yeah key largo high sierra yeah. asphalt jungle the maltese falcon the stranger and the treasure of sierra madre some oh, of those were uncredited yeah. but because like, jesus christ god forgive we well sometimes give you do credit doctor work and they don't credit you but yeah. she's credited in a lot of them yeah in a lonely place is based on a novel she wrote oh my god yeah and it's I was trying to find, like, I just look, was looking at a list of writers that had done film noir, and I was like, wow, there's only one woman on this list, and she's got an amazing resume. Yep. A lot of bogey films in that one. Yep. Oh, so, oh I've got, other... oh, the other thing, two things are a you, you, awesome use of language. Oh. There's a lot of slang in film noir yes. that I just yeah. love. Yeah. And uh, the endings of the film noir are seldom yeah. happy. Oh. Yeah. People do not go off into the sunset to have a happy life at the end of a film noir. No. <laughs> it was more realism and yeah. cynicism. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my list for what makes a film noir. Would okay. anybody like to add or subtract from it? No, I think no, that's a really that, good starting point. That was good. And that's where I we're should have put up. some fake things on this. So we can <laughs> no, argue. that's where we're going to start <laughs> that's fighting. Bullshit, Ryus! <laughs> putting some movies into that category that you're probably going to argue. <laughs> That's, so, well, no, that's, I, so here's mm, mm. no. I was just gonna say that's that's part of it is that you will you will get people who love the the idea of noir debating endlessly about does this or that or something else fit right. into this category because you know when you talked about mo they're mostly urban settings mm -hmm. the first thing that came to mind was Gun Crazy yeah yeah oh I was which, thinking about that when she was talking about complicated female yeah, characters right. yeah which you know breaks several of the the things that you mentioned yeah. in your list but i think it absolutely fits it is 100 the, the ideal of yeah. what a noir is yeah. but absolutely. that there was 
gangster noir. There was Wild West noir that there was little bit of right. branches into. Right. But yeah. It, like it's... when I was teaching my gothic film class, we absolutely had Sunset Boulevard in there, even though it's yeah. a yeah. noir. It is a gothic oh, yeah. also. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Uh, the other thing that really got me as I, I have no idea when I started watching noir. I, I think it was because I didn't have cable. Mm-hmm. Up until I moved out of the house and moved to my little uh, tiny cabin in, in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, that I paid 175 a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to keep a space heater pointed at the toilet because there was no heat in that portion, mm. and it would it would freeze and crack the toilet. Yeah. Um, and they gave me a lot of fire extinguishers because there had been a issue before I moved in and they yes they just wanted me to be prepared but for my 175 a month I had my own little shack and I got free cable for the first time in my life because I we couldn't get cable on our road Mm -hmm. because I grew up in a really rural town um Turner Classic Movies AMC and I was an insomniac so Mm -hmm. I literally in that probably year period that I lived there. I was working probably, if I was lucky, 30 hours a week at Hardee's, which is a little fast food place in the Midwest. (laughs) And I had a lot of time to stay up all night watching classic movies and and documentaries. Mm -hmm. And I think that was probably where I started um, catching. I think that was the first. uh, Yeah, that is exactly where I caught Elizabeth Scott for the very first time, Mm -hmm. except it wasn't in a noir it was um, in a very silly wartime rom-comedy that I couldn't find for years and years. Yeah. That I finally found her, like, a ripped copy on, on eBay that has, like, it has the, uh, what's the name of the guy who just passed away from um, AMC? Was he from AMC that did the introductions? No, TCM. Was it TCM? Yeah. And it was... Uh, Robert, Robert Osborne. Osborne. It had Robert Robert Osborne introducing the movie, and so it's this terrible. And it's like you see them adjusting the tracking. But I do yeah. have it because it's one of those movies that I only remember seeing in the middle of the night, uh-huh. and it stayed in my head. And it, I imprinted on her like a little duckling, and so I basically every noir that I could find that she was in. Mm-hmm. I watched. Oh. Um, but yeah, that was, I think, my start. Oh, but the point I was going to make is, um, while I loved that women uh, had such a showcase mm-hmm. in these films, is how long-lived uh, noir has been. They have literally never stopped making noir movies. No, I, no I they're still have, making them. I have a list of the Modern ones noir? that have been... Modern noir, yeah. Noir, yeah, all of this neo-noir. Oh, good, I'm which, glad. The neo oh, so, so do I. So, yeah, I, I, didn't, write, I, will I didn't say, write down any Yeah, these are, my, these are my modern noir. There so. is modern or neo-noir, yeah. which there is one specific turning point that defines regular noir and then new, yeah. neo-noir. Color. True. Because you can't do the black and white. You can't do that. Though occasionally they do. You can't do, do that lighting. It's, but what about Weaver to Heaven? I'm just squinting at you now because that's a low it's, blow. I, that, that, that's... I'm sorry. Well, we, earlier we talked about how there are different kinds of noir. Yes. And the definitions are, yeah. The, well, <laughs> and I mean, you know, one of one of the signature things about Lever to Heaven is that that incredible use of those really saturated colors I saw that a make brand it new feel. Print of it at the Grand Illusion a few years ago, and it was mm. so beautiful. Yeah, but it, that that makes it feel so unreal mm-hmm. and yeah. And, oh, yeah. and slightly sinister because real life doesn't feel like yeah, that. Yeah, real no. real skies are not that blue. 
What <laughs> do you think is one of the most pinnacle beginning films that pushed noir? Oh, that's a good question. Thank I gotta you. look at my list. That's why I'm a private See? investigator. I know to ask those questions. <laughs> I already have one. I can I can just throw it out there Please, while you're looking. Throw it out there because most of mine because are not. Mine is not that Scott. I, I, I didn't concentrate on any further than here's what my favorites are. A lot of the directors <laughs> that came into Noir were from Germany who were escaping mm-hmm. Nazis and um, Is there gonna be a little first line going on? Fritz Lang. <laughs> Fritz Lang. Yeah. Just, 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 just a little. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> 1931 M yeah. with Peter Lorre. Absolutely. Fucking Peter Lorre, because man. The most amazing. And hearing him Ugh. speak in German okay. in the movie, it's just, oh, God. It's amazing. It's been a long time and since so I've watched Noir it. And yeah. owes so much to expressionism. Yes. yes. It really does. That Yeah. M is absolutely, I think, for me, the, I don't know if it's the first film noir, but it's certainly the one that set the tone. Yeah. Yeah. And Peter Lorre. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, I have this amazing movie at home I haven't watched yet called The Verdict. It's Sidney yes. Green Street and Peter Lorre yes. in 1800s London. Peter Lorre is beautiful. a disgraced cop, and Sidney Green Street is his effete art snob partner trying to solve some murders. Wow. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I am so excited about watching it. I found it yesterday when I was, when I was working, and I was like, hey, I haven't heard of this. How could I not have heard of this? It's a film that was made for me. <laughs> <laughs> Little bow right on top with yeah. four mm-hmm. rise. So I'm going to throw something out um, okay. because I feel like I'm missing a gene. Um, I, and I needed to rewatch it. I could not watch, I could not do any watching prep for noir because I put a movie in and I got really anxious and I realized <laughs> I can't handle Norm right now because it's because it's really stressful and I can't handle it right they now. They are intense and yeah. they're yeah. very detailed. But yeah. one of the great things about them. It really is. Yes. I just can't handle that right now. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, I need it's... like cinematic hugs right now. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's if if you if you sit down to watch a noir film, you're not gonna get a with, hug. <laughs> with, with 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 some exceptions, depending on when they were made and and how how far the code office went into it. Yeah. You're, you're not going to get a happy ending. You're not no. going to get a feel good. And if you do get one, it's one that was clearly pasted on. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's because bullshit. The, the film censor said, nope, you can't do this. You yeah. can't. Yeah. So, yeah. um, We've moved on I hated double indemnity and <sighs> I didn't understand why I hated it, but, um, I, and I don't know why. And I don't know okay. what didn't work for me, but I know I need to watch it again. I'll watch okay. it with you. I'm always looking okay. for an it's... excuse to watch Double Indemnity. I, I have okay, problems with the two. I don't two. know. Um, Edward G. Robinson is amazing. I remember it. him being uh-huh. like the best part of it. He was, and I really like Fred McMurray. Great... Barbara Stanwyck was good. But I didn't like him there. And I don't, I don't know if it was that I had a problem with him being dramatic. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Are what you Fred, maybe you're Fred, so trained to seeing him as the nice guy. Yes, he's the nice and guy. Maybe, he's the comedic relief. Those, that's the uh-huh. Disney I do remember from childhood. Yeah, is, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And to see him, know. you know, kind of murdery. <laughs> it's it's kind of upsetting. I don't know. And and I've only seen what? it the one time, and I remember it was just like, uh, no. Yeah, like I, I saw it a yeah, long yeah. time ago, and I need to rewatch it because I, I have... Especially over the last five years or so, I've learned that my 
my frame of reference for a whole lot of things has shifted. Yeah, and I will view true. stuff differently um, than I did. I mean, there there are a ton of movies that I watched back when it was just TBS, when it was just uh-huh. Ted Turner had bought all these films and he stuck them on his yeah. on his network I back in back in nineteen <laughs> and and I saw a bunch of them when I was thirteen, fourteen years old, mm-hmm. and seeing them now is a completely different experience. J.K. Simmons used to do the little interstitials for TCM, and he yes. had hair back then. Um, <laughs> but Ben Mankiewicz is doing a great job now. Yeah, but um, the uh, that movie actually was uh, written both by Wilder and Chandler, so uh-huh. the writing in it. Is really good, but yeah. yeah see, Fred the dialogue in that scene where he she's on the balcony and he's in the living room and he's flirting with her about, don't you think you better pull over? Why am I exceeding the speed limit? And it just goes back and forth. Yeah. Some of the best dialogue ever. I yeah. love that. Such a great scene. Um, I think I would just love to touch on rather than you know because we've kind of been taking the kind of academic, mm-hmm. um, what makes it noir? Okay. Right. Um, what have you loved? <gasps> <laughs> of course, I have a list. I have a okay. long, I have thorough list. All right, of... let's uh, start with you. Two movies you loved. Oh, God. I mean, it's the classic. We'll go it's, around. <laughs> it is the Maltese Falcon, but it is only the Bogart version. Because I recently saw the previous versions. Yeah. And they're horrible. They the don't get actors, it. the no. dialogue are stilted, and they don't have that chemistry. I, I know Mary Astor was not... I Your was, I was choice. waiting. I was waiting. But fucking Mary Astor. I know, but miscasting. But she's still yeah. able to actually give the dialogue better than the previous two versions. Yeah. And but yes, Maltese Falcon. It's. I mean, <laughs> as a private investigator, it's one of those I still it look is, at it. It's and amazing. Think, yeah, it's. Um, the other one, and I'll jump around because you only give me two. So I'm <laughs> you, well, we'll come we, back to you. We're this just is, going, this is, we're just this kind is of taking like turns. The, 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 if, the, the comedy, if, the, the improv, the, yeah. the, the rules don't count. And oh, yeah, the points exactly. don't count. And, <laughs> if yeah. you get too ex- overly the, excited, you're like, but I need one more. We're not going to stop you. Lady in the Lake. <laughs> Lady in the Lake because, Ooh, because the, of the POV camera, shooting? the POV shooting, and that the actors had to act against the camera and the female lead did it so exceptionally well. It's not Veronica Lake, is it? No, no, it's not. No, no, it's I'm not. It's not someone <clears throat> really well known. If I'm not, I have mistaken. seen that, but it was really good. I need um, to rewatch it because when I watched it, I felt like it was like I was so annoyed by it being gimmicky that I didn't yeah, follow the movie. It's, it's difficult. It's it's difficult to get past the gimmick. The gimmick. Yeah. Yes, and it gets, and, it gets and, so and the, old. And the, really the old script really is fast. not the the script has has weak points, right. yeah. which which hurts also. But yeah, when when you can kind of live within the gimmick and go, okay, this is how we're going to frame it and focus on the story and the characters, it becomes a lot yeah. more engaging. It was more of a technical aspect that I yeah, really yeah. appreciated uh, more than it's one of the well-known noir. Are we going to ask if uh, Casablanca is a noir? I think it is. Just look at who's in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the lighting, the lighting and the angles of the, the cameras of the in camera. the set in the cafe itself because you go from the first floor to the second floor and you have the shadows but also the angle up and around. I, I feel like 
It is noir in everything except plot. It's more of a, you know, it's more of a, a patriotic spy type movie than a noir. But I absolutely consider it a film noir. Okay. And it has well, the woman from his past that's haunting yeah. him. People aren't always good. There's a lot of are, bad people. Yeah. And the motives. It's cynical. It has that film noir ending that's only happy for one person. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I and I and I think some of it is um, if we go back to one of the genesis points for what we now think of as noir was the Warner Brothers gangsters. Mm-hmm. And Casablanca very much comes out of that tradition. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's got a heck of a pedigree, but it's still <laughs> got that, you know, not just Bogart, it's got that hard-edged, yeah. the characters with compromised morals and yeah. all that yeah. sort of thing. So I, I still wish, because even when I finally saw it when it was like 24, 20, 23, um, I wish I, I it hadn't been so firmly pop culture like that I without ever having right seen you it, know yeah. that you're going to hear I the everything this because is the beginning of a beautiful friendship at yes. some point during the movie you're going to yeah because <laughs> <laughs> pay no attention to the sound of bottles of, opening in the kitchen of, of corks being taken from scotch bottles <laughs> embrace my cliche scotch um because it is such a wonderful movie yeah and and Good lordy. <laughs> Have you met me? <laughs> Cheers. Yes. Cheers. This is this is a this is a peated scotch. So not my favorite. It's winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a winter scotch. I, I am drinking Ardbeg. Uh, wow. <coughs> yes. So it's a very peaty. But I had I had a very similar experience with Casablanca, where the first time I saw it, I was younger and I knew it only I mean, from the pulp culture culture context. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I just oh, pulled yeah. a hair out of my chest. See, <laughs> and That's when you know, I I've watched it multiple times on on TCM essentially over yeah. the last decade, uh-huh. and we saw it in the theater for the seventy fifth anniversary. Yeah. Yes, and oh, and particularly. Seeing it in the theater, mm. being being able to really focus on the lighting, yep, and being able to focus on particularly the scene where Bogart is going through all of the emotions from having seen Elsa again, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, this is phenomenal. I know yeah. that. See, there's a movie that I've seen a million times that I own on DVD, mm-hmm. um, The Devils, mm. okay. and I've always enjoyed it. But when I saw it in the theater, it absolutely destroyed me, and I don't know if I can watch it again. It's, it's such a different experience when yeah. you have a big screen, and there's silence, and you can, un- and you can appreciate the film yeah. for there's, what's going there's on. There's a big it's, thing, uh, there's a big yeah. thing that's missing when you see um, these movies on a small screen, because they were not made in any way. The, the yeah. little screen was not imagined at the point yeah. in which right. these movies were made. Um, and, and it's 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 a character of the movie that's lost. Yes. When you're not seeing it there. Monty once watched Dr. Zhivago on his iPhone. Oh god. Oh god. That's that's, that's pretty just much up a there. Terrible. With, that's like that's so, like electrocuting yourself on purpose. That's okay, like Lawrence of Arabia on an iPhone. Yeah. That's... So I'm gonna share so I have shared this story. I've shared part of the story a bunch of times. And okay. and I think it's an apropos story right now because we are discussing film noir. Mm-hmm. is um, in the neighborhood that I am living, there used to be a tiny little video store called the Maltese Falcon. 
Mm-hmm. And the Maltese Falcon selling point was, I think it was the 2000 best movies ever yes. made. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because um, he had a, he used multiple um, video hound, video, video hound, and, and, and it had to score a certain level across multiple critics and, and right. film guides. Um, and his idea was that it didn't matter what you were grabbing. The only thing he threw it aside for was the cult films. Mm. Um, but he, he, you're going to get a good movie. Yeah. The goal was whatever movie you get from this store is going to be a good movie. And, and I love that idea. I've lost my way for a second. What was the conversation right before uh, this? Casablanca and watching films, watching films in theaters versus small screens. Watching films on an iPhone. Well, th- that was he. He and I bonded over Mary Astor's miscasting. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, but oh my God, there is another part of the story I was gonna share about him. Well, he was just a delightful man. I ruined mm. everything. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had a point. But I love where you're like, yeah, that's a great idea for this 2000, and you're working at a place that has like all of the movies. Every I am, but look, a lot of our movies are just terrible. Yes, and you keep putting them I, on, and I see the tweets, I'll, and I'm I like... I will tell you why. It's because you. my co-workers try to torture each other when they get bored. Ah, uh, that uh, makes sense. Do you know how many times I've seen Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny? Without oh. a commentary track? Yeah, there's no riff tracks To break it up? Yeah. Oh, that. There's a Baby Huey movie that was a vanity project by the actor who made it. Yeah. It's a guy Baby in a giant Huey. duck diaper running around. Every Easter... Every Easter for 13 years, I have had okay, to watch we need, Baby We need antidote okay, for okay. this, so okay, she so gets some scotch. I get scotch. You get some scotch. Um, you get what you're going to talk um, about your two of your favorite yours? movies. Okay. Or some um, of yours. It's, it's a really, again, going with the, the classics, it's a really hard toss-up for me between the Bogart, Houston, Maltese Falcon, and the Big Sleep. I think the Big Sleep gets the edge. Big Sleep. Yes. The Big um, Sleep, just because of the library, the the bookstore scene. Yes. With that yeah. girl. Oh, Rest in peace, Dorothy Malone. Yeah. Dorothy Malone. Yeah. And... Yeah. I fucking love yeah. her so much. And, and just because so many, so many of the things that we think of as the hallmarks of noir yeah. came from are, that film. Are, yeah. are in that film and just the beautiful lighting and the fact that sometimes you don't entirely know what is going on in this story. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. the writers were plentiful. and Well, even if you read the story, the glass key it's that it's yeah. based on, it's well, still it was... kind of what's going on. But yeah, it doesn't to... matter because the movie's so great. You're like, yeah. okay, You'll whatever. Past any I don't... Plot yeah. Um, and then, the, and then the, the other one is actually, I literally only saw it for the first time two years ago at Noir City at Seth. And it's gun crazy. Yeah. No. Oh, Which I just is, watched that last it week. is just there. There are so many. <laughs> it's on my list. So many. I hate the word innovative because it sounds like a cliche, but there are so many things that they did with the setups and the camera work mm-hmm. that really contribute to the feel. And the characters are so vibrant. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 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 not realistic, but they feel like people. Yeah. You don't necessarily feel like you're watching a scripted film and you're yeah. not entirely sure where it's going to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I like that a lot. Peggy Cummins is amazing yeah. as the as the female lead. And yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, I, I just I was absolutely in love with it because uh-huh. we, we saw we saw it in a double bill with Dead Reckoning. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but Dead Reckoning is kind of terrible. It was. I haven't it seen was it. <laughs> But it's, I, don't, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I don't have that many she, options. I, know. I mean, she was it, in a it, lot, but yet she not. She was beautiful yeah. in it, but she the was writing was the writing yeah. was terrible. Four I, different I overlook. I point. overlook everything. Yeah. But but yeah, just coming, you know, discovering what gun crazy is, and just mm-hmm. I I regularly think about it and the reaction that I had to it yeah. and how electrifying it was. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm. It's 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 probably going to become one of those where I will, you know, on on my Tumblr it's like something from Gun Crazy comes through it's getting reblogged, yeah, <laughs> and and where and it, I will become that annoying person who's like you have to see this movie, which I haven't, so I'm gonna yes, you should, you, should. you really should, yeah. Um, I'm gonna bring up your turn. Yeah, I'm gonna bring up some kind of, you know, um, I'm gonna bring up one that I brought up a couple weeks ago, um, that is not even a great it's not a great noir okay. um it's undercurrent mm. um, oh oh and, wow. and with robert mitchum with robert mitchum and Catherine hepburn, Catherine hepburn. Yes. I love that and movie. and it's such a weird miscasting of robert mitchum because he's at the very beginning of his career and he mm. is young and almost uncomfortably you can't look at the screen beautiful mm. he is just so fucking beautiful yeah and he plays the arty brother of the, the ne'er-do-well the, yeah <laughs> oh, he's the arty oh. poet it's and it's lovely that's it is not a robert mitchum that you would think no. of no but he's literally it hurts to look at him he's so pretty um yeah. the horror that uh, he was in that you showed um that is kind of noir. Night, Night of the Hunter was going to be. Hunter was a very apparently, apparently is I need to talk a lot about Robert Mitchum tonight. Well, that was your because other one? Night, of the, on Night of the Hunter. Too. Yeah, I, I have Night of the in Hunter. In that case, are you going to bring up Out of the Past? Well, not right now, but oh. I will. Okay, <laughs> I'll wait on you because that that that'll I think be I'm your gonna, baby. Cause... Yeah, I'm going to go with some lesser known films for my yep. list, but Night of the Hunter. Oh my god, I love that film. Yeah, yeah, uh, as do I. Um, <laughs> what I'm going to bring up and. I find it almost kind of funny that I'm bringing this up because I don't really like Hitchcock. I just, I just don't. I have similar reactions. And, yeah, I and, don't either. And I, there's a bunch of his stuff that I kind of want to rewatch because it seems cinematically important. But mm-hmm. like when I saw them originally, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Okay. But um, Shadow of a Doubt. Oh, that's my favorite. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite Hitchcock film. Fucking, I show it. I love, but I love Teresa Wright yeah. so I show much. it at the Senior Centers regularly. I fucking love I that movie. I love Joseph Cotton in it. It's Joseph so Cotton, nice to see him being he's, terrifying. He is, it, he is terrifying yes. in that movie. And I, I love Teresa Wright. She's just so young and earnest and yeah. oh just fucking love it and then i'm absolutely gonna buck trend um okay. and just because we have um in in uh all of you fucking guys out there who are assholes and are shitting all over um the new star wars movie i'm gonna I bring will find up, you and hunt you down yeah i'm gonna bring up brick Mm. Brick is a modern war set I, in a I high need school. to see it. Yeah. I need to see it too. I have not okay. seen it. I own it. <laughs> wow. And I have owned it since it came out because the moment I saw it, I was like, oh my fucking God, this is amazing and I love it. I started um, watching it once when my boyfriend came home and he was grumpy that day and I was like, I don't want to watch this now. It's with a grumpy guy. Mm. I just never finished it. Oh, it's, but I, 
I love it. <laughs> and I'm also going to throw out one more modern one that um, I just absolutely fucking love is Hard Eight. Um, Ooh, I haven't seen Hard Eight. Oh, it's re- another one that I immediately went out and bought. Um, and it has um, Gwyneth Paltrow in it. It has... Um, uh, okay, no, I haven't. I haven't seen it. I was, I was John C. Riley, black and white one, yeah. Um, and I think I probably rented it in the first place because um, mm. Philip Seymour Hoffman also oh. has a part in yeah. it. Oh well, yeah. And hi. Yeah. My name is Jen Lovely. Oh. <laughs> and you, you have, and, you and have and certain I, things that can be predicted. I yeah. Oh. Occasionally, okay. I still stop sometimes, and I still cry. Mm. So anyway, loving that ball to you. All right. Um. Oh, my favorites. It's so hard to pick favorites. Yeah. I'm going to pick some that are lesser known that that I really love. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with a movie called The Shanghai Jester, directed by Joseph von Sternberg. My goodness. Wow. It stars Jean Tierney in it, and she starts wow. out, she goes wow. to... God damn that fucking woman. She goes to <laughs> Shanghai, and she's a young, rich heiress coated in diamonds, and she falls in with the wrong crowd, and at the end, she's just a broken down heroin at, or not heroin, opium, opium addict yeah. in the opium dens, and it's amazing. She has never mm-hmm. looked so beautiful. There's like there's scenes <laughs> where you can't look at the screen because she, Jean Tierney, is so gorgeous. In yeah. It. yeah. Um, it's it's in, set in Shanghai, so it's kind of an exotic locale. And it has some of the most amazing wigs I have ever seen. <laughs> and I have watched every so, season of RuPaul's Drag Race. So you've seen so some rather epic there wigs. There are some epic wigs in this movie. Do you know what uh, what uh, production did that? Because, I mean, where we go with Noor, it's it's low budget. It's it's hard, fast. This is, and this is sounding this very is, ornate. And It's pretty ornate. It all takes place in a casino. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. It's a von Sternberg film, and yeah, he so was really he was a little over the top. Just, <laughs> just, just a tad. Just a little. Yeah. 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 I'm, Jean, I'm holding my hands. So about I've got that. Jean is um, on my list of, of women. Yes, that mine is... too. Because I mean, I'm and and I think you don't. While while we've set that low budget thing as one of the hallmarks, it's not it's not it's a hard and fast. No, no. Because there are while exceptions. while I do not personally care for this film. I think Lady from Shanghai qualifies, which I thought yes. was because what you said. And that, that but was I don't not like it either. Low budget. And I want yeah. to like it because I love Orson Welles. It, yeah, it but just, it's just not for me. None of, there there is nothing appealing about any of the characters is is the problem that I had. Orson Welles. I have it I have it on disc and I just keep not putting it in. Yeah. He did the Stranger too, which he did I did not Stranger. Seen. He did the Third Man, and the Third Man, amazing. Yes, it Third is. Man I'll is amazing. Always have that on the DVR. I don't care. Yeah, it's like if you want to see noir lighting at its best, the sewer scene in yes, yes, in yeah. the Third Man, you cannot. It doesn't get better. Yeah, than because that. it's yeah. with that chase. It's mm-hmm. with that. That my only problem, my main problem with the Third Man, too much zither. A little bit. Yes. <laughs> I get a little tired of the zither. Um, I, one thing I like to recommend is, like, if you like The Third Man, there was a old-time radio show called The Adventures of Harry Lyme, okay. where it's just Orson Welles as Harry Lyme getting into mischief <laughs> and cheating people and doing terrible things and totally getting away with it because he gets his comeuppance in the film, so mm. they didn't have to... They didn't have to censor it or anything. He could just... Do terrible things, and it's mm. super fun. Okay. Sorry, um, we interrupted you. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look, a baby wolf. And uh, other ones like I 
I really love Leave it Her in Heaven. It kind of tastes terrible and it burns, yet I want more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you fool. Um, I really like um, Kirk Douglas's first movie was a film noir, and it had um, Barbara Stanwyck in it. It's called The Strange Love of Martha Ivers. Oh, yeah. Oh. Love that movie. Again, it is Elizabeth Scott. <laughs> Elizabeth, yeah. I know. Elizabeth Scott is on my list right there. I know. And then and yeah. she's underlined twice. She's and then of course so he did in it. out of the past afterwards with Robert Mitchell. Yep. <laughs> Which you'll bring up later. Well, it's now. Okay. Yeah. It's Let's now. look. Yeah. I've seen Out of the Past and I don't remember that much about it. But it reminds me a lot of a movie I do love, which is His Kind of Woman with Robert Mitchum. Oh. It's have you seen it? It's got Vincent it's got Vincent Price in it, yes. and when he starts the movie out, he's totally this suave, big game hunter who's also an actor, and at the end of the movie, he's chewing the scenery in the way that only Vincent Price can do, <laughs> and I love watching him evolve from film noir actor to a... horror film king. Oh, is that, is, 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 that, that is that the one where he wears the cape? And yes, yes, we watched that recently, and it's delightful. <laughs> it is. It's so great, and it's not a, it's not a dark film. It's almost, it's a film noir that is almost a parody of film noir. Yeah. That is also it's a thing so that good. I am going to be bringing up towards the end okay. is, is uh, all the film noir parodies. Okay. So those are some of my favorites. Um, I know we did Laura. Okay. Yeah. And Laura was oh just. Oh my God. Speaking of ethereally beautiful. Vincent Jesus Price and Laura. Christ and Laura. <laughs> and, and, He's so pretty. And June Greer in it. Oh, yeah. 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 Or Jane Greer. Uh, Jane Greer. And um, I love Clifton Webb in it. Mm. He's just the snipiest little evil jerk. He really is. Just, oh, my God. Laura is so wonderful. Um, I wanted to throw out really quick while we're on the, the Robert Mitchum love fest is yeah. uh, Angel Face, um, which mm. has the delight of being also directed by Otto Preminger. Mm. Horrible person, fantastic director. Yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot a of that yeah. going around. A a Angel Face is, is... I didn't like it. I didn't. I but, I'm not going to say... I, yeah. But it's it's one of those... There, there are times when I watch things where I'm like, I didn't like this film, but it was a fascinating experience. Exactly, and that's, yeah. that was pretty much exactly my feeling on it, so... I, it's funny as we're just discussing these where like names just keep popping up. Yeah. And, and you're like, oh, yeah, and that one too, and that one too. Right. Like, um, have you guys seen Sweet Smell of Success? I was yes. going to bring that up. Oh, yes. that movie. Oh, my God. That, it, because I was going to ask if that qualifies. I think it definitely qualifies it as noir. Does. Even though it's not oh, yeah. the, the what people tend to think of as the, the noir set. And the creepy but. thing is. That that and there's a movie called A Face in the Crowd, which is not, I don't think, a film noir, but it's a movie uh, I adore. Uh, uh, yeah. But they're both movies that were thinly deep, thinly veiled retellings of true stories. Yeah. But that one, and that yeah. one's a harrowing watch. A Face in the oh, Crowd is. Yeah. is a harrowing yeah. watch. Yeah. And you can't, you can't go back to Mayberry after you've watched A Face in the Crowd. <laughs> he is terrifying. Yeah. But in A Face but, in the Crowd. But yeah, Sweet Smell of Success has a lot of the visual hallmarks. And it also has, I mean, it's, it's got some li the Bert, linguistic Bert, hallmarks. Burt Lancaster's well. character is just, Why do just I hate Bert Lancaster? poisonous. He yeah. is. Like a, then, like a snake turned into a person. And Tony Curtis is like his little lapdog yapping around, nipping yeah. people's ankles to do his master bidding. And it's, ah, uh, 
I was because I was trying <laughs> to like think. What is the other arsenic. Burt Lancaster oh, noir? Because I I remember I was going through things and I was like, oh, I fucking hated that because I just fucking hated Burt Lancaster and I don't know why I dislike him so much. It's yeah, I don't there's know. There's something, something about, about him I that I don't that, like, but it is that classic, like strong jawed. Like mm-hmm. you're like. You know, women are probably just going to be like throwing their fucking panties at you, and well, I just want to yeah. punch you in your face. It, it, it's and and he I, is completely that guy that pisses me off. Yeah, and, and I <laughs> and I, I feel am. like because he knows it. That's why you would love Sweet Smell of Success. Well, that's that I, who he that plays. I'm completely it, gonna I, watch. It. I I feel like there. I feel like <laughs> whether whether it was something he was aiming for or whether it was something the studio wanted was that there there was this real aggressive effort to make him that beautiful matinee idol sort of and he was more interesting than that yeah he was I an ex i need to give him performer yeah well then i should like him he was a trapeze artist <laughs> and yeah Which i should wouldn't. like him more yeah and maybe they'll do <laughs> a know. uh just remember this about him and it win me over it it uh the one about rita hayworth completely changed my opinion on her now i can't mm. look at her without feeling it's sad and like yeah. oh my god, god that poor so woman yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um uh so, something else that i really like in part because it it kind of it skews some of the things that we think are of as hallmarks is yes it's a classic night and the city yeah which mm-hmm. You know, setting be having a setting in London where we tend to think of noir as being a a, a very American, thing. American yeah. New York City or Chicago yeah. or LA, and but but still, you know, Richard Woodmark for I mean, it's he was yeah. incapable of not being creepy and slimy, <laughs> and he, he was so, so good. good at it. But yeah. and and, How ju- and dare just dare you say that about the Riddler, and and just working working yeah. with these these different cultural things. In that kind of noir framework, I, I just I really enjoy that. Yeah, I like that too. I had another movie written down that was like a British film noir. I don't mm. know what it was. Well, it's the Falcon series did really. The well. Falcons, yeah, yeah. The the the, Fal- Falcon, the Falcon series. series very modest, and they're all really short. They're they're yes. like an hour, hour. and ten mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, but... Same with the Blackie series, where they actually had the female lead as the. I mean, she she was, she was the one that did everything. Yeah, and and, and the not really... and with the the Falcon, this was not true of all of them, but it was for true of the the early ones. George Sanders. Yeah, George so... Sanders was. You can't. <laughs> yeah. You can't go wrong with him. Okay, so Jar Jar Gabor's most recent <laughs> husband is having a giant auction of all of her stuff, yeah. and she was married to George Sanders. Yes. and I'm like. I'm like, oh my god, I want to go to LA and go to that auction yeah. because I want like some George Sanders stuff, just even if it's like his cufflinks Cuff- or something. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh my god, I love him so much. All yeah. about Eve is my favorite movie of all time, and he's so George Sanders in that. Yeah, and playing George Sanders. Well, yes, and that and George that's a, and that's another one where the pop culture framework can kind of interfere with that yeah. because mm-hmm. you know I I learned. I learned about George Sanders basically from Looney Tunes mm. and being able to kind of step back from that and see where that came from yeah. was something of a revelation. Before we run out of time, there is one movie that I want to bring up that to this day and all the classics that we talk about, uh, Casablanca, uh, Maltese Falcon, Dark Passage, Big Sleep, Key Largo, D.O.I. Gilda. 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 Amazing, beautiful, 
just ornate and everything like that. You can't go wrong. Jo- with gave that. me Joseph yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Such it's an so amazing movie. Beautiful. Um Yes, but that's not where I was going. But yes, Gilda was on my list and I cannot Oh god. I, I think back on that uh-huh. one too. No. Um Kiss Me Deadly, nineteen fifty five. Now is that the one with the glowing briefcase? Yes. I also, I need to watch Cloris Leachman's first, first movie, movie ever. Yeah, that's true. And she was amazing in it. And She's, yeah, it. So it's She's, Mike Hammer as the you know the guy uh, playing the character Mike Hammer. Um, but yes, the nuclear aspect that, of it. Is that a Samuel Fuller movie? I believe. I have a feeling it is. I think it is. I yeah. believe so. Um, but that they actually had two different cut endings mm-hmm. that they threw in there. Just like Clue. Well, <laughs> Which I never knew there was any, because I had only ever seen it. I don't remember how I saw it as a kid, but, but I literally only thought it had. But yeah, the, because, yeah, because the. Because I wasn't saw the part with Madeline Kahn, like in mm-hmm. that, I was like, well, then. Fuck yeah, the, anything else the, the, the theatrical versions, you just got one. Yeah. And it wasn't until it, it went out on, you TV, know, on, on TV and, and right. home and release that they put yeah. all three endings. There's in. a Criterion release of it that I think, I'm sure, mm-hmm. has all the has all everything this, on yeah. it. But Kiss Me Deadly, um, which was I wake up screaming if I remember correctly. Oh no, that was um, that was Vicky. Uh, was I wake up screaming? Kiss, Kiss Me Deadly, uh, which was based on Kiss Me Deadly. Um, the nuclear, the nuclear aspect threat. at the very end because this is 1955. Uh-huh. Everybody is scared of everything when it comes to nuclear. <laughs> yes. and, I think I like this scotch but, now. It was the Maybe noise that accompanied <laughs> the nuclear box at the end. It was that mm-hmm. just fear and and yep. oh that god, nuclear staticky and roar, roar, and and the woman that you see explode in, so many in movies gonna be fire, and yeah, such yeah, an that's... epic ending. Yeah, I agree. It's not my one of my favorites. It's a big, I guess it's more of a big story, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. That I tend to like more that is a story about two or three characters and their interactions. Yeah. yeah. And that's almost, Kiss Me Deadly is almost a spy movie. It is. It, yeah. But it, but it is definitely, you should definitely see it. It's important yeah. to have seen it. <laughs> and then once and you let it go. Well, and, and, but you'll still think about it at the end. And, and, and I think, I think that is true for a lot of Sam Fuller films. Yeah. Yeah. So, because we are heading towards the end of the night, and everybody has to get up early, um, you have so many, so many movies. I I could just list. We could just read, we could just read down our lists of things Please. that we okay. talked about. Because um, I want to I want to go into some modern noir. DOA, Strangers on a Train, The Big Clock, Touch of Evil. Yay. Touch of Evil is really oh god. Touch of Evil. Oh yeah. god. Dark. I'm, the pacing is a little hard. At some points, but it's a, yeah, it's right up there. Rebecca no, with Lawrence no. Olivier. God, I fucking love I taught that in my gothic class. And it's, yeah, yeah, Rebecca is absolutely a gothic in addition to having the noir yep. elements. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lana Turner in that look when the person is dying and the postman always rings twice. <gasps> that look, so... that woman that just, she, she starts mm-hmm. to enjoy it. Yep. And that's, that was such a changing moment. Yeah. Um, Vicky. With 
you know, I wake up screaming. Um, <laughs> but the murderer who is the nice guy. I haven't seen Vicky. He's oh, it's it's. And now really you've good. ruined it for me forever. No, you won't not, know no. who the nice guy is though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I never. Um, have. <laughs> then there's the classics: Mildred Pierce, Asphalt Jungle, Naked City, The Killers, um, Blue Dahlia, which has its problems because of the racism. Yeah. Ugh. And uh, Gaslight. Love Gaslight. Mm-hmm. That's a noir. It's I all, have tried it, to watch it. Oh God! Yes, yes. If if you have, if you are someone who has experienced abuse, Gaslight's a really really hard nope. watch. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Bubbles floating away from me. It's I I have, I the first time I watched it was when I was a kid, and then I start I watch I've watched it again a few times since. Yeah, my bad relationship ended, and I can get through it, but it's always just like kind of oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. Did you want to read off a list? Sure. I don't have to. I've talked about most of the stuff on my yeah. list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love High Sierra, which has Humphrey Bogart co-starring with Ida Lupino. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Yeah, High um, Sierra's... High, and, I, and I think it's not... People know about it, but I don't think a lot of people have actually seen it. it. Yeah. Scarlet Street... With Edward G. Robinson, oh, yeah. in which Dan Duria is so horrible <laughs> that you're like, I can't even believe this guy is allowed to live. He is being so awful. And Edward G. Robinson is this sweet artist who's being yeah. taken advantage of. It's yeah, so yeah, good. lot a lot of flipping of expectations yeah. yes. in the casting. Um, Murder My Sweet with yes. Dick Powell has oh some God. of the best <sighs> film noir dialogue. It is hilarious. There's a line where he's talking about how he needs to get a job because, and I quote. Because my bank account was under a duck. And you're like, yeah. what? What? That's, oh, because it's, an, because it's zero. It is an yeah. egg. And yeah. there's a lot of dialogue in that. And it is a joy to watch. Aww. Just for that reason. As well as it's a fun movie. Um, 1962, Robert Mitchum, Cape Fear. Thank yeah. you. Because I'm looking at my modern war and I... It probably I, I, has modern Cape Fear on it. No. Um, I Ooh. was... Uh, holding up. Well, no, I don't have anything against the the, the new Cape Fear. Um, my when it, oh, I'm so Ooh, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, keep going. But, but my complaint was as I was going through my list is is how the longevity of film noir might had I had a gap in the '60s. So when you bring up mm. when you bring up yeah. Cape Fear, you hit the '60s. For yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you were saying, I'm sorry. Um, 1947. There's a movie called Nightmare Alley with Tyrone Power. Mm. Yes, yeah. I have seen and that. And it is the spiritual cousin to Todd Browning Freaks. Hmm. Yeah, it to, is. It is. I need to rewatch that. Then. Yeah, yeah. It's. I really like it. It. Um, it, it. And that's there are parts it. of it that that's don't make a whole lot of sense. But I, I remember I saw it as a teenager. Freaks yeah. so or the other one. No, Nightmare Freaks Alley. makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> Nightmare yeah. Alley no, sometimes Freaks, doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm slowly is... going through every film in the Todd Browning section oh, at Scarecrow yeah. Video. No, in, it's just in... a hobby thing, and I haven't gotten to Freaks yet. Yeah, I haven't watched it in the past. In 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 this in this crowd, you're you're not going to find anyone denigrating Freaks. Nope. No. No. Google Google. <laughs> I actually I need to get some. Yes. yes. I actually um, Larissa um, uh, Jeff Harris of Fanboy News Network. His wife is a. a... <sighs> What do they call the people? A delight. Well, she's She's a a delight. delight, But she's all into the fiber arts. Yeah. And so she is embroidering me, I will fucking cut you, with, (laughs) like, the most beautiful, like, flowers and everything around us. But there, I think there might need to be a Google Gobble, Google Gobble one of us. Yeah. 
but was there did it was no, there that one was more? pretty much it uh yeah so so one of the things that um i really noted when i was going through the longevity of noir and mm-hmm. how it people have just never stopped making the movies is right. the one yeah. thing where i hit a gap was the 60s and one that i haven't seen but i've always wanted to because gould is the long goodbye yeah has yeah. have i well, i saw it a yet. long time ago like not that not that long after it came out um it's beloved but it, it, I it, have not seen it. Yeah, it it is beloved. I and, have not seen it either, and I love a lot of the gold. a lot of the seventies revisionist things are are you really have to be willing to accept that they kind of fold into that whole era of you know that Peter Biskind has written about yeah. of. Yeah these people who were getting the opportunity to do whatever they wanted without because the constraints of a studio, of a studio system. system and right and, and they're ex- like we get to be our tours and and and, yeah. and 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 sometimes that kind of exploratory thing really Works, worked and sometimes, and sometimes, and sometimes it didn't work at all so, so. <laughs> um in that same vein of the 1970s uh night moves with gene hackman as yeah. uh, harry mosby um, what which, are, what has Gene Hackman ever done that isn't <laughs> worth watching? I mean, well, he is such. A, it, it's is not night, night moves. There's a lot of things that that are problematic. Oh, I'm sorry. I have John Travolta in that. No, no, no. But Good. but an Thank underage you. Melanie Griffith who is naked is yes. And oh, no. so there's this problem. Oh, However, man. to compliment oh, this, the 70s. Yeah, James Woods is beating the crap out of. Thank God. So. There's that. If you just want to watch the scene where Gene, no, yeah, James that Woods sounds like a good design. But yeah, that I would agree that that one that one fits the noir parameters. Well, yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to seek that out and and brace myself. Yes. What about some problematic uh, media? Hardcore. Hardcore. I haven't seen it. Oh yes. Um, but it's... but based on what I know, just. George C. Scott. It's George yeah. C. Scott going into the criminal oh, underworld. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. But, oh, but, but yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Based, oh, based on what I know about it, I think which it qualifies. I think it's very film noir. I think it's why I haven't night. watched it's it. in it the city me. streets. Yeah, you should. It upset no, me. No, you watch it. With Peter Boyle. It's okay. We won't let you watch it. Yeah. But Peter yeah. Boyle. Um, so, um, yeah, there's some 60s and 70s noir. 70s Chinatown. Chinatown. Well, and Chinatown was designed to be. That's part of it. It was intentionally. Have... So you you haven't been yes. around, but um, there is a show that I am currently watching with Tekla, which Chinatown segue with my daughter. Isn't that funny? Wow. Yes. <laughs> There's a new Disney show called um, Andy Mac. And oh, it yeah. Is a, I'm aware of the show. Yeah, the daughter um, finds out that her her like uh, the the girl she thought was um, her sister. her older sister is actually her mom. Oh. Well, that happened to Ted Bundy. Did not go well. And Jack Nicholson. Yeah, and that his was character the character yeah. in Chinatown. Yeah. Um, and but I got to, it. It got to broach a lot of conversations with Tekla. Mm. Interesting. Um, and uh, but and it's discussing family relationships mm-hmm. and what's a good friendship and because the the girl is thirteen. Yeah. But yeah, how many go? She's like Chinatown. <laughs> Yeah, and and it's Chinatown, and, Tekla. Yeah, and and China Chinatown is is the movie that where where I I really have first had to confront the where do you separate the art from the artist? Yeah, yeah, that's and yeah. and it is it is the only Polanski film that I genuinely love. 
Yeah. And part of that is because I can't separate sure. most yeah. of his work from him. Yep. Um, yep. I completely get that. 1970s movie that we just saw uh, within the week was Trouble Man with I Robert don't Hooks. I even know that name. Uh, Robert Hooks and Paul Winfield. Because Paul Winfield. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I still love City Confidential and I, I'm going to always go back there because I quote it to her all the time. All the time. I'm like, <laughs> in a small town, there was murder and just the way paul winfield says murder you're just like you know you just make it sound so appealing yeah i love it but yeah it's 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 really a great um great so, so i'm actually on sorry but on that because because tcm showed a, a a selection of films by by black filmmakers or focused Fantastic. on black characters yes. for martin luther king weekend mm-hmm. do you think anna lucasta would qualify that was the one with Eartha Kitt and yes. Sammy? No. no. Oh, God. It's... Yes. It, it's <laughs> it's yes problematic. No. It's it, problematic it, yeah. because nobody in the movie has good intentions except for the one yeah. uh, suitor. Yeah. Um, so there is that aspect. The lighting is more problematic. Um, but it, but it's an, it's, it's but, kind of an, it's basically it's, and this wasn't the first time the story was made. It was based on a play, but it was made in like f- very late fifties or very early sixties. I don't remember the exact year with Eartha Kitt and Sammy Davis Jr. and several other notable black actors of the time. All black and, actor and cast es- for the and movie. And essentially that's the carrot, the Repeat title the name car- one more time. Anna Lucasta. Okay. Yeah. And that's the name of the title character. That's who Eartha Kitt plays. And she's a prostitute, and she makes the decision to reconcile with her family who cast her out because she had become a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And she gets into this relationship with this wonderful upstanding man, and but she's also got this relationship with a sailor played by Sammy Davis Jr. And there's a point where everything, you know, goes completely yeah. to hell, and she runs from the, the good man back to Sammy's character. and she so it's scared. And but it's um, well also because there there are complications yeah. from from the family yeah um, so it it sort of it hits a lot of those noir notes but it's also got a lot of that if you think about films from that time the the kinds of things that Sidney Poitier made uh-huh. where they were yeah. focusing on black families yeah, and the relationships right. and I will say one thing about this film that I was astonished by there are numerous scenes of white characters who have very very small roles who are actually providing service to the black characters. Good. Yeah. Which is amazing to me for a film yeah. from that I'm era. Yeah, I'm going to have to look. Yeah. yeah. It, is, it is. And Earth is film. fantastic. Sammy's really good too, but Earth yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. So I'm going to do, I'm going to pull a card from okay. you and just do a list really quick. Good. Okay. Um, when I was looking at Modern Noir, we have Memento from 2000. Yeah. Um, right. Blade Runner, LA Confidential, yep. Chinatown. Hold on. Blood Simple. Uh, the Long Goodbye, Body Heat from 81. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dark City from 98. Yes, yes, I thought about Dark City. Brick, uh, Sin City. Uh, I, I know. It's, I it's, know. But it wants it to is be noir. Noir. It tries its, it tries but its, its hard as it But it's horrible. Its mom said it worked real hard. It's <laughs> for, 
for both of them, especially the second one with Eva Green, who's just naked the entire time. I know she's so pretty. Eva she was such a great but actress. Was... Get off the get your clothes on, lady. But yeah. aren't you cold? Get a sweater. Yeah. Um, uh, Heart Eight, <laughs> A Simple Plan. Oh okay. my God, the Coen Brothers. Um, the Grifters. Yes. Oh, yeah. Motherfucking God, Christ. That movie hurts. The Grifters. I love that movie. It is my it's, favorite. It punched me in my heart and then it punched me in my really? heels. I think it's my favorite new noir. Neo wow. noir. I like it more than LA it is, Confidential. It is epic. Which wow. is Angelica and I Houston love LA Confidential is, is both sad and terrifying. Yeah. And the desperation is just uh, have you seen Devil in a Blue Dress? Okay, that Super fun. I was just gonna. So that's on my list of like, I why okay. haven't I seen these okay. ones? Um, the Usual Suspects. Yeah. Fuck you in your fucking eye, Kevin Spacey. Yes. Yes. For ruining one of my very, very, very favorite yeah. movies because thanks a lot, jerk. Pretty yeah. much because the thing is, I I can't let things go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have lost Sleepy Hollow. I yeah. have lost yes. Edward Scissorhands because I see Johnny Depp and I want to punch him in his yeah. face. Yep. And now when I see and Kevin Spacey, I'm just like, God fucking damn you, you fucking asshole. We were rooting for you. We were all rooting, rooting for, for you. you. Yep. Yes. We liked you and you betrayed us. us. Yes. And yeah. Oh. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm. No, like, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm, re- I'm my brain is playing. I'm going through, through those problems right now. Okay, you get scotch, and I'll go on the list a little bit. Um, unless yeah, you're yeah. Drinking. Old boy, King of oh. New York, yes. Bound, Fargo, and Miller's Crossing. All right, hold on. So, oh, the burning. <laughs> oh, my the scotch. scotch. So, so for, <sighs> I I assume both of you have seen Old Boy. Uh-huh. Yes. I had massive, massive, massive issues with sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Like I have never That's hated the only a f- one I haven't seen. I've seen I, I have I've never hated that. a film as much as I hated that one the Whoa, t- at the time I'm I glad saw I it. I haven't seen that. Um, That's amazing. Um, but so many people that I respect rave about Old Boy. Mm-hmm. I really like Old Boy. Okay, and and I liked um, No Sympathy for Old Men. No, because no, it's the, 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 it's, the <laughs> it's a vengeance trilogy. There's the yeah. woman sympathy mm-hmm. for Mr. Vengeance, old boy, and uh, that lady, La- one. Lady, lady vengeance, lady vengeance. Lady yeah. vengeance. Okay, that was what I was talking about. Um, but when I was talking about ones that I was like, why the hell haven't I seen these? Was mm-hmm. Devil in a Blue Dress? Yeah. Oh my God! It just keeps burning. <laughs> the, the, I, the scotch the for those scotch. of you not keeping I think up. you will like Devil in a Blue Dress. Yeah, okay. I think I will too. And I've never seen The Postman Always Rings twice. I just any think I version? Have. No, oh. I don't know. We why. should watch that together because it's... I haven't watched it in years. And when I was taking the TCM Film Noir course, which was awesome, I remember when that was they advertised. Sh- yeah, they showed a bunch of scenes from it in one of the things where they're talking about different as- about women in film noir, and I was like. Oh my God! That's the way they focus the camera on her in that mm-hmm. first scene where she comes out and she's wearing the little jumper. And I was like, "Yeah, I need to rewatch that movie." She put me on as a backlot member. Oh, oh yeah, I have yeah. a backlot membership too. It's amazing. I teared up. Um, and the um, last thing I'm gonna run to is mm-hmm. the parodies. Uh, oh. Dead men don't wear plaid. <laughs> I... So I don't know if I've ever really spoken this. I know Jim knows this, and I'm pretty sure Tekla's dad knows this too. 
I have a really big crush on Steve Martin. Yes. I have such a fucking crush on mm. Steve Martin. So I don't, I just, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. And, um, and uh, Cast a Deadly Spell. The nice. one I'm kind of stuck on is is Clue and Murder by Death. Are those, are they noir parodies or I, are they no, just murder so. mystery I don't parodies? think so. Um, no. It, it uh, murder murder by murder by death particularly is just the old mysteries is, is is very very deliberately a parody of Agatha those Christie. of it's, Agatha Christie okay. and yeah. of yeah specific Thin Man the, the Charlie clo- Chan all, the that sort of house, thing all right the closed yeah. house a bunch of guests but yeah Ag- Agatha which, Christie yeah. is is the core of that they the the my my favorite thing about murder by death is that they actually asked. Myrna Loy to play Dora in Murder <laughs> by Death, and she was charmed that they asked her, but she said, "I couldn't do it because I love Nora too much." Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, um, she's amazing. Wait, she's... is oh. Thin Man Nora? No, no. I know. I'm Thin Man cheesy. is not Fillmore, nor does it Fillmore parody. It is like its own awesome yes. thing. It is. It yes. is. Um, who framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. Oh, yep. Which oh, I have God. shown Tecla and she loved. And Bob Good. Hoskins. And just... Oh, Bob Hoskins. So also have a crush. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh. Hmm. You keep your um, heart too easily. No, I don't. <laughs> nope. Um, and then thrown out there just because, I, not because I liked it, but um, because it was mentioned is uh, Fatal Instinct, which is just like Wait. The, oh, yeah. That... Um, and one that I wouldn't have thought of being a noir parody is The Big Lebowski, which yes. I, yeah, yeah. Yes. I appreciate The Big Lebowski, but I do not I like it. I can tell you the name of the worst film noir parody ever made. Well, you should oh. do that. Yes. Well, it's produced <laughs> by Dan Rowan and Dick Martin. Oh, God. And oh. it is entitled The Maltese Bippy. Oh, God. Wow. And it's do not approach it. Do not approach the shelf in the comedy room at Scarecrow yeah. Video where the movie is without kind of averting your eyes because you might accidentally grab it. You do not want to do that. This is a terrible, terrible film by the makers of Laugh-In. Oh, oh, dear God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. I have my list of Neonor. Bring it. Although you you, Everything on my list has already been mentioned. Seven. Um, Angel Heart. Are you taking you're presenting Angel Heart, Angel Heart is, as a parody of no no no, no, no. just about neo noir no no neo noir I don't I didn't Angel do Heart parodies is hilarious. Because, what are you talking about yeah I laughed I the like, whole time actually actually I dated uh, I know, a guy right? I dated a guy from New Jersey who he, well, he was go. the one who showed me um, well he was kind of that New Jersey who lived in New Jersey but worked in New York kind yeah. of New right. Jersey guy and yeah yeah. <laughs> he showed me Taxi Driver, and he actually stopped the movie and said, I'm really uncomfortable with how much you're laughing at this. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, honey. You've you've oh, had movies sweet. like that where you're with your significant other at that time, and you don't have that same kind of reaction? Oh, yeah. Like, um, what was the... Oh, Wuthering Heights. <laughs> I was laughing at the end. Because of the bombastic over the top, I'm dying, and I'm like, <laughs> and and there was a big fight after that, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize some, that was your look, favorite it wasn't movie. it wasn't me. Just to no, be clear, no. I can't no, stand Wuthering Heights. But I, I, it was the first time, and I had no clue, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> but yeah, um, that, that happens. But Angel Heart 
So it it yeah was there's yeah it's messed up in all the right um, ways. Fatal Attraction. Yeah. It has its notes. Bless you. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> those are my little sneezes. It has its moments. Those are adorable. <laughs> but I, I consider it with the basis of everything to be kind of noir. I mean. Oh yeah. No, no, it no. Is. Yeah, absolutely. And everything. Um, Basic Instinct hmm? was noir. Um, Mulholland Drive. Yeah. Oh, I have not seen Mulholland Drive. And everybody says, oh, you shouldn't. But I'm like, I can't stand David it's Lynch. David I don't Lynch's, like David Lynch either, but I still, yeah. But it's David Lynch's homage to noir. It is, yeah. And beautiful. Uh, seven. Uh, obviously, obviously, yeah. Seven. Yes. Yeah. The lighting in Seven is right, too. Yes. yes. Um, and the claustrophobic oh, yeah. cinematography yeah. is just amazing. Yeah. Um, the Departed. True. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because I'm, I was like, mm. I, I love the film that The Departed is based on. It is, it is very close to being my favorite. I don't believe I've seen The Departed, have I? Which one is that? That's, that's, Scorsese. that's the Scorsese remake of... Oh. Okay, the Hong um, Kong film, yeah, yeah, of the yes. Andy Lau and Tony Lam, yeah, Infernal Affairs. Thank you. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I loved I, Infernal Affairs. For some Affairs. reason, I had it confused with Unforgiven, the Clint Eastwood cowboy oh. ghost western. Yeah, because the name, but but yeah, but in Infer, Infernal Affairs does fit a lot of the the framework, mm-hmm. and and the, and I think some of the. I think there are some other Hong Kong films that. Oh yeah, and there's a lot there of Japanese. Well. There was a whole Japanese noir. Movie yes, yes. Oh, I mean, we could, we could. We spent half an hour talking about Seiji and Suzuki. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, the Corruptor. That's also... Um, Inception tries to be... It's not... Uh, I don't... No. Uh, thumbs down. No, I know, I know. Inception I, is voted I, out. Well, I'm getting and, at the bottom of my list and I'm just and doing this like, to oh, poke no. at you. You're just, well, um, it's working. <laughs> kiss, kiss, bang, bang tries Aww. to be... Kiss, kiss, kiss. I think Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang leans more towards the parody or yes, homage it is. than it being is. straightforward. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. Um, That's fine. It is what it is. It's weirdly... And then... Yeah. I am... I, I, I've seen the argument for Pulp Fiction, but I say no, it's not. It I don't not, think it no. is. No. Disagree. Um, no. The, the roots, the, 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 roots, the roots of Pulp Fiction are in the French New Wave. They're not right. no Absolutely. Are. However, the last one that I have, and the one that is one of those, this is the worst thing for noir, or that tries to be, in a sense, Hollywood Land. It is so painful. Oh, it is so painful. Hollywood and that's I... the Black Dahlia one? No. No, that's That the... is the Superman with Adrian Brody. Oh my Brody. god, that's so bad. Oh, it so bad. It is so horrible. No, the, the, the Black Dahlia one is called the Black Dahlia. And it's not Brady. It's not... The, it, everybody involved tried really hard, and it just doesn't work. <laughs> they get but, the gold so, star so of I, But, I, but yeah, Holly, Hollywood yeah. Land is... They already did all of this in L.A. Confidential. Yeah. Why are yes. you bothering? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that we I call those bless their little heart movies. <laughs> and, oh, bless their little I, heart. I already threw out my thing that I say, and there was a there is a podcast I used to listen to, and the guy who did it was just a fucking asshole. But there is something <laughs> that he said that has stayed with me, and it still comes out every once in a while. He he joked that he wanted the byline on the movie to be. He tried real hard, said Adam's mom. Oh. <laughs> his, mom's, his mom said he tried real hard. <laughs> so 
anytime, anytime like that, it's just fucking awful. And they, you yeah. know, they put their heart in it. You're like, their mom said they try Aww. real hard. <laughs> God damn that man for, God damn him for just being a dick and saying something funny. I hate that. I hate that when they're fucking funny and you're like, you're a dick and I hate you. And that was funny. And I'm going to give you accolades for that. But anyway, so. Film noir, everyone, and what I'm going to say is that it was completely fucking worth the wait, and I'm sorry you had to wait three weeks for an episode, um, but... We were all, well, we were sick. I was sick. I was speaking the royal we. Mm. Which you, I welcome. I was speaking for both of my, both me and my lungs. We were both <laughs> sick. Yes. <so. laughs> But I think it was completely worth it to have the four of us. I and, think it was. And, it was and, great and, to and have I you And it also guys. makes Thank me, you. like, really fucking sad that I can't find a couple more film genres to have this happen again, because this was so much fun. Yeah. This was yeah. a lot of fun. Thank, Thank you, you for having so us. All right. Yeah. So uh, uh, don't read the Latin, folks. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Don't Read the Latin can be found at don'treadthelatin.com. On Twitter at DRTL Podcast, on Tumblr, or at Facebook.com slash Don't Read the Latin. Please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends and themes about us. We're dying to meet them. <laughs>